0: Oh, gosh, what things can we talk about all the exciting news that I have? I can only share with you because it's still top secret. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it is exciting. It is exciting. That's, news. that's all listeners need to know for now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saffron has projects uh, doesn't stop working on projects. That's that's the news. It's not news. Everyone who knows me knows that is I don't sit still.
1: <laughs> and and. My very exciting news is that I did my nails in summer colors.
0: (laughs) Look, that's just as exciting. Honestly, they look amazing. You You should take photos now so that in like 10 weeks or whatever, when this releases, no, not 10 weeks, it's like seven weeks when this releases, you can post them because you probably won't have the same nails then.
1: I might just like post them on my own Instagram and then just repost them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've been really excited to talk about this movie. Uh, yeah, I have many questions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so I guess we should we should just get into it if we if you're get if you're we're ex- we're, we're ready to go. Yeah. Hello and welcome to It's Giving Camp. I'm Saffron.
1: And I'm Fabiola. And today we're talking about The Sign of the Cross from 1932 by Cecil B. DeMille. Are there multiple The Signs of the Crosses? There's another movie that was made, I think, in the... that has a different title but it's basically the same plot but longer (laughs) oh this
0: is one of my many questions I know the name Cecil D. B. DeMille I know nothing I don't know I don't know what this person looks like I don't know I don't know I director I guess I thought he was an actor
1: no he's one of like the big early hollywood directors he's he was mostly known for making like epic movies he did 10 commandments twice okay yeah what where do we where do we start with this
0: film how did you find how did you learn about this film how did you why did you pick out this film
1: (laughs) so this is one of the first movies that we watched for by we i mean me and my classmates for um, this art history class called Swords and Scandals, which is mostly about ancient um, Rome in film. And it was basically us watching movies and then discussing them. And this was one of the first ones because we kind of went in chronological order of from when they were made. Should I explain the plot? Yeah, let's explain the plot. (laughs) So it's about this young Christian woman during the time of Nero's reign called Marcia. Or Marcia? Yeah, yeah, and a high ranking Roman guard named Marcus, and they're falling in love. But their, like, faiths and ways of living are really different because she's virtuous
0: and he's he he has a whip (laughs) and he has those little short
1: skirts
0: (laughs) yes he looks if you imagine a roman general he looks like how people dress roman generals in in
1: media and she's she's just like in long frocks and but basically there's also like a love triangle because um the empress papya played by the wonderful Claudia cobert also Colbert. likes him so basically by the end um marcia and a bunch of other christians are sent to die at gladiatorial games and marcia it was mostly because papia wants marcus all to herself and but then marcus is like no i also want to die (laughs) yeah
0: this man converts to christianity so quickly just because he's in love with the girl
1: (laughs) he's like he was literally like i guess that in heaven we will be together so yeah Let's go die.
0: He <laughs> goes from your this is an this is an illusion to wait. I trust you. I believe you. You say we are going to heaven. We can be together. Then we'll be together. I'll die with you. Yeah, I guess there's not a lot of plot besides this 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 love triangle and then a bunch of scenes of extravagant parties and um, brutal murder (laughs) in gladiatorial games
1: yeah like so much of this movie consists of characters being brutalized or parties or both (laughs) so
0: I, I would love to hear about more about the history both like what comparisons to actual Roman history
1: and then the history of the like production of this film so, I mostly took note of like production history and the reaction to it, but I do know a lot of this era of Roman history for like personal and possibly future creative endeavor reasons. But yeah, DeMille wanted another big hit, and this plot was his big hit. And due to the film being what it is, there's a lot of discussion of the contents of it. And so one of the first like notes at the studio relations committee, they said that the film's message of tolerance to the depiction of sin, but this depiction might cause problems with regard to regional censor boards from like different states um because it's pre-hays code but soul, there was still censor, censorship yeah it just it just wasn't like coming from hollywood self-regulating it was coming mostly from um local movie theaters but yeah and their sole advice to demille was not to shoot the scene of a gorilla approaching a naked girl tied to a post that is in the movie <laughs> that is we'll we'll get
0: into it more but the yes. visual choices in the entire like arena scene left me speechless i was like what <laughs> what are these what is what is happening <laughs> what is the message of these shots
1: there's there's a lot more i have pages of notes but so There, there was a consultant for a movie, for the movie, and kind of loosely consultant because DeMille clearly didn't do what he was, he was being told to do. So the consultant was Father Daniel Lord, and he said, you must not make your Christians into plaster saints who are dull, plodding, and uninspiring. When your pagans are attractive, warm-blooded, alive human beings, and are modern and almost nightclubbish, they make sin look as fascinating as it often seems to be. Um well he did that. <laughs> That's why he said he's loosely consultant. The Christians in this film are boring. <laughs> yes. They they very much are.
0: Was Demille like a like devote like christian
1: yes he made ten commandments twice (laughs) so he wanted
0: to like sell like have this this message yes but then why did he make why did he make
1: all of the that's 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 the camp of this movie (laughs) (laughs) and Claudette Colbert has something to say about that, and she says to us, even then, a lot of DeMille's ideas were corny, but I certainly don't think you can call him a phony. He truly believed in what he was doing. When we did the scene with the Christians being eaten by lions, he really suffered.
0: (laughs) Wait, what does that mean? Was he like, directing it and like bursting into tears as he was I don't know
1: I don't know she didn't elaborate (laughs) where where are these quotes from by the way oh they're from this article from the bright lights film journal I'm remembering the film journal correctly and a lot of this is excerpts from a book written by Cecilia DeMille Presley, who is his granddaughter, and Mark A. Vera, And yeah, this is where all these things are from. And also the, the actor who plays Nero Charles Lawton, and um, the, the text says that Jamil visualized Nero as the menace in the film. Charles thought him merely funny DeMille was shocked by the idea he had old-fashioned ideas of villains and heroes. (laughs) If we haven't,
0: like, strongly implied it already, this is naive camp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Which feels, it's interesting because I I was thinking, honestly, I was thinking a lot about um, uh, Written on the Wind when watching this just because it's an older movie, different time period, different director, different actor, different actors. But I, I think it's interesting in the comparison of just like the the horniness of just because like obviously we're film students, we've were watching and we've watched a lot of like you know film films pre eighties, which I feel like most it's rare for a lot of people to like unless you were watching it at the time you where you're a film student to just like watch films you know that were from before the eighties um and like so I think that there's this this conception sometimes that like classic films aren't sexy, but like they are quite sexy, but I feel like the difference between this uh written on the wind and um the sign of the cross is like the message and also the intentionality behind it um anyway that's just a little yeah
1: and so now here is the christian reception of the movie of which there are interesting quotes um father lord said, this film with its sadistic cruelty, it's playing up of Roman lust and debauchery and crime is intolerable. Bishop Joseph Schrems, I think is what I wrote, uh, called the film a damnable hypocrisy. The Jesuit American magazine called Joyset Joyner, the, the dancer in the big dance scene, Joiselle, sorry. So they called the dance the most unpleasant bit of footage ever passed by the Hollywood censors. Um, Martin Quigley, who was a Catholic publisher and Will Hayes' personal contact said of the dance scene, the scene becomes an incident liable to an evil audience effect. And so basically with all of these responses, in 1933, the masses of Catholics who had been offended by the film lined up to join the Legion of Decency, and which it's, it's a big reason why the Hays Code, why the Hays Code exists and Bishop Joseph also says, purify Hollywood or destroy Hollywood. The film was recut in 1935 because back in the day, films could like, movies were being put on theaters like every year. It's not like nowadays where they just get taken off and never again after at a certain point, they don't become as profitable. The movies used to be like repeatedly released all the time, and because of the passing of the Hays Code, to release this one again, they had to recut it, and so the version that we watched was is the restored to original length version, which was made in 1993.
0: Yeah. So can you still, is, if you uh, look for this film, is it easy to find the original cut,
1: or? um, I think so, probably because so much time has passed since 1993. Yeah. And, like, the early 90s was the time where, like, home videos started to happen. So this is probably, like, the distributable version yeah well
0: i ask partly because i know that there's some films that just their original cuts get lost or never or aren't released publicly anymore because of censorship
1: yeah i i do think that the the name of demille really helped restore it and also Because his granddaughter, who helped write this piece, is also, like, a big Hollywood producer herself and also a big, um, like, film archivist. So, that helps. But, so, this film is part of the reason the Haze Code exists? A big part of the reason it exists. I feel like massive like this is this was the last straw <laughs> that's so ironic to me
0: that this film that's supposed to be like about christian history and 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 in preaching um love and 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 mercy and
1: it's and about faith. christians good romans bad <laughs> yeah that film
0: is too much it's too much that that the that the catholic what was what, what the organization with the call the legion the, of decency yeah the <laughs> legion of decency is like no no this is too much we we have to we have to make hollywood pure <laughs> like
1: it backfired i guess <laughs> also before i forget i have this great excerpt from the article that was just too long for me to write down, but it's too good. Um, It talks about an an industry previous screening which did not go as well, at least in DeMille's estimation. The film began with the scene of Nero lolling and writhing as he burns Rome. No one was prepared for Charles Lawton's outrageous interpretation. It made the camp performers at the shift cafe on the Venice pier look restrained. The audience held with laughter, reported, reported photoplay rolled right out into the aisles, wailed hysterically on one another's shoulders. Place Hollywood simply went wild. DeMille was furious. Well, you sure spoiled everything, he said to Lawton. They were all laughing at you, but I wanted them to laugh at me. What can you play after this? What do you want to play? I would love to play you, Mr. DeMille. Oh, <gasps> oh my God.
0: <laughs> that, I have to say, the performance as Nero is
1: so, like,
0: that man knew what he was doing.
1: <laughs> he and Claudia Cobalt both knew what they were doing.
0: They're so, it's
1: so much fun. It's so much fun. They're the real stars of this movie, I fear. <laughs> yeah I, like i almost
0: wish i wish there was more of nero in this film because there's not that much honestly but yeah that Mostly opening
1: yeah which yeah she slays oh my but... god
0: she's so much fun okay if we're talking about papia let's just like look there's so many good moments um the first time we see her she's bathing in donkey's milk and there, there's just these little cats that are like drinking from her bath, and and we can see her boobs. We can for see, like half a second, <sighs> yeah. And and also then she's like to to her friend or whatever. She's like, "Come get undressed and join me." And we see like the 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 outfit like drop away. It's just her legs. But you're like, they are getting naked in this bath together, and then the scene ends. But it's like. Okay. Um we also there's a moment later where Marcus like like s- tells the empress tells Poppy is like you harlot and she just shrugs. It's just this like graceful little shrug and she's just like I love you. <laughs> so good. So much fun. She has a
1: jaguar. Like it- <laughs> Queen! All of her outfits are also amazing and stunning like I love all of the Roman outfits in this movie.
0: Yeah okay I was gonna ask it is it me just me or is the makeup feel like that's definitely like late 20s makeup it doesn't.
1: Yeah because that's also like the kind of makeup used to shoot in black and white because it highlights actors features yeah
0: but like to a certain extent i'm like this doesn't necessarily feel like historically accurate this just feels glamorous
1: and and i i love that like i love the vibes (laughs) will Marcus
0: be here or not I told you, Majesty,
1: he said nothing. Did he smile or did he frown? Well, he didn't... smile. Oh. It must be some other woman.
0: And I told him the Empress wished to see him alone and immediately.
1: Stop drooling, Dacia. Is it serious? I hope not, but you know Marcus. And there are so many beautiful women in Rome. Dacia, you're a butterfly with the sting of a wasp. Take off your clothes. Get in here and tell me all about it.
0: And I was going to ask, I feel like this is maybe now the time to ask it. Like, you talk about how bright colors are one of the aspects of camp that you love. So how then do you see camp like visually represented in this
1: black and white film? I think it's like through the clear opulence of the outfits and the events and how like they're clearly really shiny. But I also do think this film highlights the, the camp of transgression mostly like Mm. through its various scenes and how how the audience receives the film as well
0: that's fascinating like it's once again a, a a moment of not the actual visuals but it's what what the visuals mean and then how people interpret them that um creates the camp the campiness in your in your mind
1: yeah i also do love the visuals of this movie as well i think i mean
0: i don't know if i'm getting ahead of myself but the visuals that stand out to me the most are are what we kind of already mentioned of the um all of the people who are are chained in the wild animals attacking them and specifically the multiple um naked women draped in 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 flower like these
1: flower wreaths (laughs) i love the just just that visual i I think it's it's stunning
0: (laughs) and the thing about this visual is that there's no
1: there's no explanation for it. The explanation is just horny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I guess baffles me is because
0: it it is there is this eroticism to the these moments of 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 violence and you you see then the crowd reactions and sometimes their people are weeping and sometimes. People look bored, but there's also so many of the, the, the extras in the audience are, are lavishing in it and, and um, like like cuddling close and, and, and look in awe and, and, and tantalized by
1: these moments of violence. And I also love the the crowds at the like when they start to file it into the Colosseum you just overhear a bunch of different conversations that the crowds are having. Yeah, and I just love them because they sound like the kind of things people say when they're like lining up to a concert or something. And I love this particular one that just, it just kept looping in my head, which was, it's going to be hot in there. Bring a fan. <laughs> it's literally what it sounds like. And it just kept looping in my head all day. <laughs> See, i don't even think i heard that background
0: uh line because there's so many of them i heard that one and it stuck (laughs) i i just it's if if we're supposed to be disgusted by this display why do they spend so much time showing it and why do they spend
1: time people showing people not reacting in disgust to it i feel like it's meant for the audience to be like, oh, look at how awful these Romans are. They they don't really feel that much toward these people dying. I think that's what Demel was trying to get at. I I understand that, but it's
0: also interesting that there's all this build up to to the hundred Christians being uh, killed. And we barely actually get to see that. We see their, their, their suffering and, and them crying and singing as they, they walk up the steps towards the lions. But we actually don't see a lot of the, the attacks and we don't see the audience reactions there. If what we're supposed to be um, like shocked by is, is specifically the the, the torture and the um murder of these these christians and the indifference of the romans they don't show that indifference of the Rome. they don't show the indifference of the romans actually in that moment which i'm not like when i'm talking this through i'm not saying it should have been that way because i had like i enjoyed the experience i just i feel aware of the fat the fact that like what i took away from the film i don't think was what i was meant to take away and there could have been better ways to
1: to depict what i think i was supposed to take away yeah and i feel the big that a big reason for that is like the best written most talented actors are the bad guys in this and the and like the Christians are all played like okay and their writing is like is very like you are supposed to like this person kind of writing.
0: Yeah. I mean they have a little kid. They have a the little, you know, the little girl and she she she's so so sweet with her mom. And then she cries about her mom. Then she's playing and then the old man carries her
1: up and I do love the characterization of of Stephen, the little boy that Marcia loves. He's not a little boy. He's like a teenager. A young teenager, but yeah. still he is he's he's characterized as like a very classic Americana boy with his dog Buko and like the way that he speaks is very like ah shucks kind (laughs) of thing. (laughs) Well actually
0: his story like as a story of like faith felt very interesting to me too. The fact that he he's the one who who gets captured and tortured and, and ends up um revealing the location of of the christians you know where where they're meeting and that's how they all get captured um and i actually like i i was uh, maybe it's because the the performance did feel a bit more exaggerated and so it caught my attention but like when he's down in the dungeons waiting to you know to go up um to 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 face the lions and the fact that he like has this, this moment of like crisis where he's like, I, I'm the one who should, who, who let this happen, but I'm still not, I'm still afraid to die. I want to live. I'm a coward. I'm like, this is that's like an interesting little like moment of, of I don't know. I was interested in that as someone who, who is not a Christian, who's not religious and, um, but is interested in faith and stories of faith. I was like, that's a little, that's a little nugget there. That's interesting. Meanwhile, um, Mercia never, her faith never wavers.
1: No. And I think her most interesting scene and one of the most interesting scenes in the movie is like after Marcus kind of rescues her from being imprisoned and just, takes her to his home and he's having a party at his so like that entire scene i i think it's so interesting (laughs) yeah that is
0: true i that is a moment where it's like her just like standing there face like still a little afraid is interesting because it's in the middle of all this 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 contrasting exaggeration and
1: I mean okay so the we we've mentioned the dancer already but like even like still like before the dancer shows up marcus is like trying to like go further with marcia and he says something like christianity is vicious if it can do this to you i.e have her not want to do anything romantic or sexual with Mm. him oh yeah there's there's so much it's like th- yeah, there is
0: so much so many references to sex, and then later when everyone comes in, they're like, "Oh, she's so cold, did you warm her up and you know how how virtuous is she actually and is okay, is the dancer um on Korea or on and and Karia. it's implied that she's like. A sex worker too right that, yeah like, they're like oh she's like the wickedest and most talented woman in Rome
1: yeah and it's also kind of implied that everyone at this party is also having sex because they're calling it an orgy or something even though we never see anything there's still Wait, like is that party called an orgy vibe. I'm pretty sure they do refer to it as an orgy
0: well I know li- I know earlier the the Titus or whatever the visitor gets told that um the the kid's parents the the boy the boy Americana boy's parents were lit up like matches for one of Nero's orgies yeah uh, yeah I guess all I guess all the it just implies that all the parties in Rome are are, are sex
1: parties <laughs> yeah which is one of the main reasons why Romans bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh... Onkaria is like flirting
0: with Marcia. Like they're like, oh, like have her dance and like sing, you know, maybe you can warm her up. I don't know. The thing about that to me that felt interesting about that scene is that it was it was definitely sexual and it was, it seemed, you know, the, the message of the film is that sex is bad. But it was also felt to me very um gay as well I'm like how do I yeah it's
1: like but like that I mean the reason seem... why it feels sexual is because it's gay
0: but the sin didn't seem like this supposed sin didn't seem to be that it was gay it was just that it was sex yeah. which I think is interesting it wasn't like a big deal that it was a woman flirting with a woman it was just that they were flirting
1: period yeah also it's not like It was like mutual flirting. It was just Ankaria just dancing on Marcia.
0: Yeah, yeah. Draw
1: me. Anthony. Touch my heart. What's that singing? The Christians on their way to the arena dungeon. And, like, right after um, the dance, um, Marcia says, because, like, at the back of the dance, outside, the the Christians being, like, sent away are singing, and so it becomes a kind of, like, sing-off between the Romans and the Christians to see which is louder. It's so, so,
0: it's so, like... That's one of those scenes where I was like, "Ugh, oh, this is camp. This just feels. This 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 is this just feels so camp."
1: <laughs> yeah. Um she says, Marcia says, "I don't want to live like this. I want to die like them." Like right after the dance. Yeah. S- says, "I was like, hmm. <laughs> what 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 elaborate on that." Hmm. <laughs> like basically the the whole intended message of the movie is very like death culty yeah like Mersh is just so willing to die
0: yeah at all times (laughs) in this movie marcia doesn't seem to like try like she doesn't yeah all she does is want to to die she doesn't like try to like convert other you know people in her life like marcus just converts on his own and then she's almost like pities him for like wanting to die with her like she's so no she believes in her 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 convictions so strongly but then doesn't do anything about them other than die like that
1: because because she's being a good christian girl (laughs) So being a good Christian girl just means smile and in in and,
0: and take care of people and then you die? According to this
1: movie, yes. <laughs> and one of one of the that leads me to like one of the things that I think is really interesting about this movie. And like I think one of the big reasons why there was such a Christian backlash and why it's like why it could read is really transgressive is how basically everything that Christians do in this movie is just get brutalized or subjected to sex stuff. Like they're never, they're never really happy. They're just there to get piled on. <laughs> yeah.
0: I actually had that question for you of like, I don't know if you know this, the answer to this question or not, but like, what is the historical context of like, when this film was being made in terms of like, did Christians feel like they were
1: being persecuted at that time? Like... I mean, when have they not felt persecuted is the question.
0: (sighs) Yeah, but it's like 1931, whatever, 1930s, in America, all the presidents have been Christians. What what is it, what is it, like, like, like there isn't like some big movement that like,
1: is it just that the existence there's tough times it's tough times because it's early in the great depression which i think just tough times make people cling on to what they have even more and that includes faith and
0: so the existence of other people's sexuality and violence feels like
1: persecution to them in the 1930s probably like from what i gather of the like response quotes from religious leaders and writers in regards to this movie yeah but
0: i mean in the even like what about in cecil b DeMille and the creation of this film like did he feel like this was a, a
1: timely and relevant story to tell i mean i think one of the things that he he did say was that um, because it's tough times Pe- people need people need some inspiration and he he felt that this movie was what is inspirational about this film That that's <laughs> the, the camp there there isn't really any the point is hey
0: life is really hard you're gonna be beat around but in the end when you die you'll go to you're heaven you're gonna be
1: you're gonna be beat around and it's gonna be entertaining
0: (laughs) but is it meant to be entertaining like
1: (laughs) to me Cecil B. DeMille really reads like Marcus's character Mm. because Marcus really wants the best of both worlds throughout the entire film yeah like he's Roman but he's also attracted to this Christian girl and wants to understand her like this movie really feels like DeMille trying to have this cake and eat it too, while he really doesn't. it It just comes across as like an exercise and what's the craziest thing we can put in a movie in 1932.
0: <laughs> you know what? They did they did get away with a lot. they did put a lot in there that that does that that is wild
1: by today's standards even. And I, I I noted that like in the um gladiatorial scene, which lasts about 30 minutes. Like the entire yeah, final not... act is just people dying insane deaths. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was a little bit I'll be real. I was a little bit concerned about the animals. I'm like, was did they have good safety laws for for animals in films back
1: then? I doubt it. <laughs> I was worried I for those lions.
0: It. There was a lot of lions, and I and I, I worried they they didn't they were not. One well.
1: one thing I I did that was mentioned in the article is that they did have a hard time getting the lions to walk up the stairs. Oh because lions don't usually walk upstairs.
0: Yeah, they looked really confused. (laughs) They kept stopping and like looking
1: behind them. And
0: I was like, I feel like there must be
1: because lions don't walk upstairs in nature. (laughs) And they look like steep stairs too. Yeah, but basically DeMille was like, this needs to happen because I need the shots to parallel the shots of the Christians going into (laughs) the arena. Yeah, basically one of the the things that I noted of that scene is that right next to Nero, he has this nude man sitting next to him. I did notice that too. I was like, hello? I was like... This really is a lot more gay representation than in modern films. <laughs> it, it, because it's not a big, like... He's just sitting there. They don't make a big deal out of it. He's, he's there and he is naked. And yeah. next to a really flamboyant man. Did,
0: okay... Are, like, all depictions of Roman emperors,
1: like, gay-ass depictions? Most of the time. Especially in, in classical Hollywood, because it was a signifier for this is bad character. <sighs> yeah! It's so
0: funny, because, like, in real history, yeah, a lot of Romans were super gay, but, like because they, they weren't it wasn't were super... just
1: the emperor well okay everyone
0: everyone in rome was super gay but like people aren't fascists because they're gay like <laughs> people aren't bad bad rulers because they're gay
1: yeah fire is growing hmm A fire i'd hoped it would rome will be destroyed when i die why not when i live and can see it <laughs> And enjoy it, (laughs) but the palace is threatened. It will fall. Tigellinus, I will build another, a fabulous one, so the Nero can be housed like an emperor and like a god, immortal. Yes. Now go away.
0: I feel like we're, we're we're nearing the end of our of our of things to talk about. The door is closing on this conversation the door with
1: the giant cross <laughs> on it <laughs> i just i just think this film is incredibly camp because it clearly wants to be like this really religious uplifting movie but it's it's best enjoyed as like a Bryant house movie full of like christian characters who just get stomped on by elephants and eaten by crocodiles well i remember okay i
0: remember you talking telling us um telling me and you know our friend fiona about um this film when you first watch it and you're like oh my god like these christians get brutalized and as i was watching this film i was like is that the same is that the same film I remember Fabiola talking about this. Is this the same film? And at the end, I was like, oh my god, there's beheadings. Oh my god, oh my god, someone is just, that <laughs> elephant is just running around with someone in their
1: mouth. What the fu- What is going, what is? <laughs> the opening scene is just great. And like, fire is really opulent. I love fire. <laughs> oh, I love, and I love how The fire like- with like the- people all lined up in like this grand staircase.
0: Yeah, there's just like people just like hanging around, you know. <laughs> they're just like they the, the Rome is burning and they're just like lounging. And it's, it's a fun. great image. It's a great image. That that is what is more fun. Uh well, it's certainly more fun, but that that probably will stick in my mind more than like the 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 actual crosses that keep popping up throughout the film. Though I do have to say, when like the the two old men like they draw like they draw the cross together on the ground to like signal that they're. It was so I thought that was so funny because it was like you're out in the like they're not being discreet like that's not a very good signal.
1: (laughs) also there's there's a lot of instant character in regards to the costuming for this movie because even Mm -hmm. though the christians are trying to hide like they christians in this movie clearly have a look which is like a beige drab a beige (laughs) drab outfit and a long beard and a staff yeah and it's like these christians are really easy to spot actually <laughs> yeah I, like look and it's a film from
0: the 30s the stuff like there's some other like culturally insensitive stuff in the in the the color or the the arena fights as well i don't know It it is
1: all it's all part of the spectacle i guess <laughs> yeah like this this movie is the spectacle of sin, and that is one of the heights of camp. Mm.
0: I, this is a question that I know the answer to, but like, is it possible for something to be camp
1: and be like, good morals? It depends on like, how non-normative those quote unquote, "good morals are.
0: Yeah. Because cause camp is, I feel like camp is inherently non-normative. And, and so, like, to, to what is
1: considered typically good is normative. Camp is not just about spectacle, but about how spectacle can be full of layers, which that's, like, in tandem with nuance. It- Morals are often not nuanced. Yeah! So true. Like, part of the the reason, like, this movie is just so um, confusing as a text to both, like, ourselves and the Christian viewers at the time is how it's trying to do so many things, so many different things that, yeah, of course this isn't going to be a super moral movie even when it tries to be because it's adding a whole bunch of other things onto it i think you have
0: the final word there (laughs) i don't know what else to say uh
1: claudette colbert i love you (laughs) yeah yeah claudette is one of the Slay Queens of the 1930s. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can find us on Twitter at Giving Camp Pod
1: and on Instagram at it's GivingCamp Pod. And that's all lowercase one word. Our theme music that
0: you are listening to right now is by Harrison Lurie. I'm Saffron Heftagal, and I'm online at Gaub Hefta.
1: And I'm Fabiola Liano, and you can find me on Twitter at Fabiola underscore Liano. Shout out to our patron, Nicole Veneto.
0: Thank you so much for listening, and if you enjoy our podcast, please recommend it to your friends, and give us a rating on